Mom Training Podcast with Diana Ballard. Hey ladies, welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. We're going to talk about something awesome today about being in the kitchen, about taking care of our bodies, about teaching our children. We have with us Christy from Clean Eating with Christy. She is amazing and has some amazing tips that we're going to talk about for successful meal planning, how to be consistent each week and, you know, bring good habits into our own life for fueling our body and also our children. So Christy, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. So glad to be here with you. Yeah. First of all, let's have you tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I am a mom. I am a mom of two daughters, uh, 15 years apart. My oldest is 23 and my little one is eight. So I have quite a span, but what I'm able to do with that is I'm able to really use that in my coaching with the programs that I'm using because I feel like I have been given a second chance really with my eight-year-old. Um, I, you know, as a lot of young moms do, and just in a different time of, of my life, um, did not make such great choices with my little one and, um, with my oldest one. Um, and so I saw how those choices in the kitchen and lifestyle and just in general, um, really affected her. So I had made a conscious decision for myself prior to becoming a health coach with my little one that I was going to change things, um, with her and with food specifically in the kitchen and just expose her to a lot. And so she's kind of my little experiment, but it's been so fun. And it has been just such a journey for me to be able to share that with other moms and help them realize that we can do it. We can do it when they're young and it's better to start young when, um, you know, when they experience new things. So just being able to bring that to my moms has been amazing. So that's awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about your journey. I know that you said before you maybe made some decisions or, and some actions, some habits or whatever that you're, you're like, man, I wish I would have been able to do something (laughs) different. And now you're doing that different with your, your, your second daughter. So tell us a little bit about your, your eating journey and what that was like. Yeah. So I think, you know, when I look back at it, um, all starts in the home, right. How we're raised with our parents. And I very much, am, still am if I, if I'm not careful, um, but an emotional eater and food was always around us when we were happy, when we were sad, when we were celebrating something, um, when we were upset and, I think it was just something that I learned, right? Is that there's food here. Food makes us happy essentially at that time. And so that's what I learned to do with food. I learned to make myself happy with food. And unfortunately, my first marriage, um, I was very young and it was a toxic marriage. And I took those skills and I, um, you know, applied that in my marriage. And unfortunately, you know, found comfort in food, not the best foods. And I gained weight. I was unhappy with myself, um, did not like how I felt, did not like how I looked and, um, ended up leaving the marriage with my oldest, who was three at the time. Um, and I remember seeing a picture of myself when I was 30 on a balcony with my brother. And I was like, I don't even recognize that woman. Like, who is she? I don't even know who she is. And that was my turning point for me. And that things had to change not only for myself, but for my daughter, I wanted her to live a better life. I wanted her to make better choices with food and not um, go down the same path that I was going down. And so for the next, I'm going to say probably about 10 years, 
because it's been about 18 years now, um, I really experimented and tried and found like, I, I went down, I started with the South Beach diet, I did Weight Watchers, you know, all those kind of quick fixes until I realized, wait a minute, I need something sustainable, I need something that is going to allow me to live a lifestyle that makes sense, but also is good for me. And so that's kind of how I found the plant based side of it. And that worked well for me. And that's been a comfortable space for me. And what I've realized about food, um, too, is right, it just is, there's so much to it to our bodies and plants provide us with so many things um, that we need. And so just incorporating that in all of my meals, and then later on down the road, as I became a certified health coach, that was something that I really wanted to bring into my clients as well. And that's where clean eating with Christy came from, because um, it just is about the food and about our bodies and how we fuel our bodies and really just nourishing us and loving our bodies for what we are, but not forcing it with food, if that makes sense. (laughs) Right. Now, let me ask you, did you grow up in the diet culture? Like, were your parents dieters as well? Like, did you learn that from them or, you know, did, was that just something that you were wanting to change and, you know, was around you? I'm just curious. Yeah. You know what? It's interesting. I dove into this a little bit, um, maybe like a month ago with my brother, we were talking about it. Um, it was my dad. My dad was one, my mom never had any weight issues. Um, in fact, I probably resented her a lot when I was growing up because she was always small. She was smaller than me. Um, she never had to, you know, watch what she ate, but my dad always weight watchers, um, Richard Simmons diet that was like in the eighties and he fluctuated and his weight still fluctuates. And it was always like, you know, um, and I guess growing up too, I was considered more my dad's side of the family. And so ingrained, and you know, this just goes back to how we raise our kids too. Right. But I was told, well, you're always like your dad. You're like your dad. You're like your dad. So that's kind of where that came in and just watching him. And still to this day, like he's 70 years old and he still fluctuates and and goes through those things. And so, yeah, I would have to say that I learned it from learn it from my dad, not my mom, which is not common. It's typically, typically from your mom. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. What was your break? What was your changing point then with your health? Cause you look amazing yeah. now, and especially well, if you. you're, <laughs> if you know, talk, you know, you were talking about when you were 30 and now are you, how old are you? I'm you 48. I'm 48. Yeah, You look great. <laughs> you look amazing. <laughs> Thank you. So what, what was your turning point there that made you turn to the plant-based diet and, you know, you feeling your best and looking like you do right now? So a lot of that also too, um, started my mom in the middle of my health journey, was also diagnosed with breast cancer. And so she started going more health, like, um, more like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It like health escaped conscious. my mind, but health conscious and like, let me see what foods I can do instead because she had a first round of chemo and that you know, really did not go well. And so kind of in that space, I also went really extreme, like really extreme because there was no kind of, uh, like balance for me with that. And I was like, Oh, well, you know, I don't want to get breast cancer like my mom. So let me go like way over here. And I was a raw vegan at one time. And I mean, that is not sustainable for anybody, but, um, 
I was juicing, I was dehydrating food. I was like doing all of these crazy things. And I probably, I did feel good, but it just was not sustainable and I couldn't do it. So, you know, in the middle of all of that, I also had my mom's breast cancer and then just trying to find out, I did, Google really wasn't around back then. Pinterest wasn't around back then. So it was just kind of like, let me see, you know, podcasts even weren't around back then, which would have been so helpful, um, you know, just with everything. So it was just a lot of my own research and um, trying to do it. But what happened with all of that, though, after I realized the food piece of it, that's where I also began to wrap it all up as a whole as well in my movement and like, okay, so I have to be also moving my body. I, you know, you can't just lose the weight and then not do anything. Um, right. And then there was a mindset piece of that, that I eventually learned, um, you know, just with gratitude and, and what is around you in your environment and leaving my toxic work environment a couple of years ago to start my own business. So it's been like a whole, um, you know, just a whole big, Look like puzzle um, pieces we had to put together. It is, but over years, right? It's yeah. been like over 18 years. And what I'm finding is that the more I'm aware and the more I'm realizing what I'm doing, um, I just feel so much better and really taking all of that in. Um, and again, my girls are my why, like those are why I, you know, why I'm doing it is to show them and to be a model for them. So they, they inspire me every day <laughs> to be my best. Yeah, that's great. Well, so how did you during this time start transitioning into like teaching your children, like the good habits, like what, what was your, your process with that? And like your, your thoughts on teaching children, how to have good habits and be involved and things like that. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. So it started with my little one who is eight now. And what I really just started to do was like, there was no, actually, there was no option in my mind. Um, because my oldest was raised on happy meals, chicken nuggets and French fries and pizza. And because I was so extreme, once my little one was born, um, I was like, it's not even an option. Like, we're just going to start to feed her whatever we're eating. And then what I realized was, because I was still in the childcare world, um, that's what I had done for 15 plus years. I was a childcare director. So I was working with other families. I was seeing other children. And I was packing lunches for my little one going to her childcare, you know, her daycare. And the teachers are like, what is this? And I was like, well, it's ratatouille. Like that's normal. Right. And they're like, no, no, it's not like, you know, um, there's like chicken nuggets and French fries. And I was like, no, that is not going to be a staple in our home anymore. And so it was just in that process of like, not even, it's a non-negotiable for me. Um, you know, with that, and then realizing too, as she went on more play dates and was playing with more children, um, the foods, and that's where I became like, okay, I, I can do something about this and we can, we can bring different foods into the home and involving her in grocery shopping and touching the foods and touching the vegetables and having her in the kitchen with me, um, just really became part of the norm in our home and, and what we do so that. I didn't want to have that whining and that fighting as we all do. Um, you know, yes, some days we do, but you know, it is, it's a lot easier when they know what they're eating and, and when they know what they're, what they're, um, you know, being prepared for. Yeah. Well, I, I'll just have to say too, like I, to kind of echo that I, a couple times I need to do it more. And now that you're saying that I'm like, I need to do that more. Like mm-hmm. when my kids have helped me plan out, like, what are we putting in the salad today? 
you know, yeah. here, we're going to make homemade pizza. Here's all these veggies. You get to put your own on. They will put way more veggies and they will eat their pizza because they made it exactly more than me being like, and we're going to put tons of mushrooms and onions, yes. and, you know, which they do love certain vegetables, but they definitely eat more when they've chosen it and had a hand in it. So I totally like see yeah. that, like, that's totally true. And I think that's important to have them help in the grocery store and makes me wonder if I should start making my lists with them as well about like, what do you want this week? What veggie do you want this week? Well, I, you know, it's funny because we kind of hit a roadblock, like I want to say probably a month and a half ago and nothing that I was making for dinner was like, I, it was the same, like, Oh, I don't want to eat this. I don't want to eat this. So I made, um, you know, we had a morning Saturday morning and I was like, here, come sit with mommy. What are some meals that you want to have this week? And you tell me, because I don't want to do this. Like it creates such animosity with like with you and your littles. Um, and so she gave me three meals that she wanted to eat. We put the list, we, you know, we went through the, went through our cabinets. What do we have? She helped write them down, which there's so many skills involved in that too, right? Just writing and reading and, you know, being, um, you know, mindful of what you have in the home and then going to the grocery list or going to the grocery store, um, and bringing that home. But what I found was every day that week, when she asked me what was for dinner, I flipped the question back on her and I said, I don't know, you tell me, you remember what we talked about? And she goes, oh yeah, that's right. Tonight's tacos. Okay. And then she went off and played and sat down and every night she would tell me how great dinner was. And I said, you chose it. Like, and it made such a difference in the whole environment at night from like, you know, from five to six 30, instead of like having that angst of like, oh, you know, what is this? she was involved in that process through the entire thing and she knew what to expect. And, you know, it was, it was very helpful for her as well. So I think we forget that a lot that we, they're little people, they need to be involved in the process and in the decision-making in the kitchen too. Well, and I think that's so important because honestly there, I feel like there's a problem with people that are just entering into starting a family that Mm. maybe their parents did not teach them. They don't know how to do certain things. They don't know how to do things in the kitchen. And then all of a sudden they're in charge of like running that section of the household. And they're like, holy crap, I've never what do I do? before. I don't even know how to make a meal plan. I don't know how to, to yeah. budget or do any of that kind of stuff. So I think it's really important for us as parents to make sure that we are teaching them. And it's as easy as just doing it on a daily basis, right? Like it's, it's bringing them in. It's not like this humongous thing. Like it might take a little extra time, a little extra patience, a little like, oh, you just stuck your finger through that vegetable. I guess we have to buy that one, you know, like different (laughs) things, you know, like it's like, okay, I guess we're, you know, we're going to move forward with that because this happened, but just being flexible with that, because it really is important skill set for them to learn for their health and their budget in the future. And also too, just like my little one, I just have her, but if I had another child and she had a sibling, you know, and I was in the kitchen, the chances that they probably would either be stuck on the iPad or fighting with each other while I'm in the kitchen. And then I'm exerting so much negative energy and like, stop that and, you know, do this and sit here and do that where let's just bring them in the kitchen and the conversations that you have in the kitchen, it's like something that we don't really expect and we don't think about, but our kids need that. And just going back to that is really, it's important. We're busy. I get that. And, you know, we're all running around and we all, you know, 
we just have to kind of manage that, but it is possible um, to do. And, and they want to be part of that too. I think we forget that. They want to be part of that and feel included, um, even though they're not saying it. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, and I think too, like when we're busy doing something with our hands, it doesn't take all of our brains. So that's when you can have conversations and people are, are content with, I know my husband, yeah. if I need to have a conversation with him, I, he helps me with the dishes or we, we cut something or do yeah. something. Cause it's so much easier to talk then. And it, it really can become like a, almost an intimate like conversation of like, Hey, this is a connect time to connect with each other when we're in the kitchen. So I totally, yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. And it's just, it's less threatening too, right? Because you're, you don't have to like sit and look at somebody in the eye or, you know, feel like you're doing something wrong. Um, and they are those life skills. We want our children to know what to do when they leave the home. And that is one way to do it. And then they get to also, so one of the other things too, is, um, you know, I have a client who has teenagers and now she gets to bring her teenagers into the kitchen. And now that responsibility isn't all on her. She can put some on her teenagers so that we get to take a step back too and, and breathe and be like, okay, you know, like, ah, it's not all on me. So there's, you know, different phases and different seasons as your children grow older, but definitely um, the kitchen is a big, big room in the house that we all have and we all have to eat. And so, you know, what better time to bring our kids in than um, when we're cooking. Yeah. And for sure, it's a a mindset shift as well. I think for us moms, because like my kids are still pretty little, like I have a seven-year-old, a four-year-old, a two-year-old and an eight-month-old. So like, it's like just barely like starting to be like, (laughs) oh, I can give you a semi-sharp knife and you can cut a cucumber in pieces. I'm not going to say they're exactly the way I would cut them. Right. But, and as pretty, but you know, like they can cut that for the salad and man, they are so proud when, when they have helped out with that, like, Oh, daddy, look, I made the salad. And he looks at it like, Oh yes, you did. You know, but (laughs) it's it's a great thing. Like, you know, um, but yeah, I think it definitely is a mindset shift. I I know for me, like, even just like thinking of like, okay, like how can I utilize my kids help more is a stretch for me because I, you know, I'm been used to doing it for so many years, but it, but it is like worth the, the stretch to push them to, be able to take care of themselves and their families in the future. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's like any habit. So whether it be you eating different food or you starting a new workout or something like that, you have to get used to it. So them being in the kitchen with you is going to seem strange at the beginning and it's going to seem weird and awkward, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And then they start to give suggestions and they start to be able to, you know, come up with different ideas. So we just have to give ourselves grace and remember that this is something new for ourselves, for our family. And remember what your goals are long-term, right? Look at that and then be able to kind of um, work backwards to that. And then what does that mean for me now? And how can I help them prepare for that? Right. No, I love that. So you, how we, how can we break down making meals and cooking into more of a simple step-by-step process? I know you have five steps that you, that we can use to be more consistent each week. So I'd love to have you share those with us. Yeah. Um, so I developed these five steps when I was working 60 plus hours a week outside the home and trying to be a single mom and, you know, do all the things and eat healthy, um, realizing that I needed some kind of system. And that's what I do in the kitchen is I just really break everything down into systems. Um, so it's five steps 
And the nice thing about this is you can take a look at your overall week and you can either do all the five steps together, or you can break them down and do them separately, or even assign to your kids as you need to, um, you know, if they're old enough, but we miss a lot of the steps. So we always miss number one, which is to sit down. I like to say the consistency, um, same day, every week, sit down and take a look. I'm a big um, paper planner. So I love my, my paper planner. I use Google Calendar as well, but we're the CEOs of our family, right? So we yeah. know what is happening. And it's the same as if I'm going into work, I need to know my schedule. Like if I didn't know I was coming on with you today, right? Like I would have been off doing something else. Um, so the first step is really just taking a, a look at your family calendar for the next seven days and looking at that and saying, okay, which are my busy nights and which are the days that I have more time in the kitchen? Because that is going to allow you to either cook or not, or do a slow cooker meal or something like that. Um, but that's it. Step number one is knowing what your calendar looks like for the next seven days. And then number two, step two is taking those days then and knowing that if it's going to be a quick one or, um, you know, maybe tonight we take out, like it's not awful to take out. You can do that. Right. Um, but to take three or four nights, I don't recommend planning any more than three or four because then life comes in and we get crazy and anxious. Um, but just pick three or four nights that you can make some meals and write down the meals that fit in the time that you have in the kitchen. So don't overextend yourself. Um, but just make that reasonable. And that's where you can go like from Pinterest, you can go, you know, to your favorite recipes, your favorite recipe book, whatever that is. But I encourage my, the women that I work with to write it down because the more that we can get out of our head and the more that we can write it down, the more space that we have in bandwidth for everything else. Um, so even just in pencil, because we can move the nights if we have to, but just take your three to four meals, write them down and then take that list and shop from your home first. So step number three, even before you go to the grocery store is shop from your home first, because that's where you're going to save the money, right? And you probably have cans already of tomatoes. You have spaghetti, like you can use the items that you have. And then after that, your step four, you can fill in your grocery list for what you need, only what you need, right? Don't randomly put things on there. What you need, stick with your meal plan that you made. Um, or the dinners, and then you're going to take that list in hand. And this is where your kids can come in with you too. And um, go to the grocery store and stick to that list because we spend money when we are not sticking to the list. And when we're randomly walking the aisles thinking that I need this and I need this. But if you've already done step one and step two, you, you know what you need, <laughs> right? You've already shopped your pantry. And so you can kind of um, tighten your budget and keep everything in focus with that. Um, and then the last step, which again, we don't think about is when you come home, go back to the meals that you wrote down and go back to those meals and then say, now, what can I do to prep those meals ahead of time to save myself during the week? And I call this front loading. So if I know that on Tuesday night I'm having tacos, right? I can brown the meat. I can make the meat. And then when I get to Tuesday night, all I have to do is take it out and just heat it up real quick. 
right? Or your fruits and vegetables, like that's when they go bad is because we put them away right away. We don't cut them up out of sight, out of mind. And then that's when we choose the chips and the pretzels instead of the carrot sticks and the celery or the pineapple, you know, all of those things. So um, before you put your groceries away, I always encourage um, my families to just do as much as you can. And it's not like you're guessing because you're going to go back a couple steps and know what you wrote down. And that's, again, where you can still involve your children um, in the process. So as much front, front loading as possible. Um, but those are my five steps, really condensed, um, but really just taking it from what you know about your family, what you already have in your home, writing it down, getting out of your head, and then doing as much prep as you can when you come home. I love so. that. So do you go shopping on the same day each week then? Is that systemized as well? It actually depends on my schedule. Um, like tomorrow, Wednesday, I really kind of have a wide open schedule. Tuesdays and Thursdays are my really booked days. Um, and so I didn't go shopping over the weekend. So I had kind of planned my meals that I was like, okay, I can get us till Wednesday. And then Wednesday I'll go, <laughs> I'll go shopping. Um, and I'll do that. So that now has changed it before used to be all the time. It was on Saturdays or Sundays. I didn't have a choice now with a more flexible schedule. I can look at my calendar and I can see the openings and that's where I have. Um, but if you don't have that flexibility, the more consistent you can be with your days or with your grocery orders, because I know a lot of people now are using Instacart and different, um, you know, different methods, then you can kind of plan that around, um, around that as well. Cool. So pretty much your, your system there, your five steps helps you fuel your body more than sabotaging your body because you're actually looking at what do you need? What do you want to feed your body? And then I love your step five of looking at your, you know, your meals and saying, what can I prep now? Like putting those vegetables cut up in the fridge or the fruit already cut up in the fridge, because then it does increase your chances of reaching for something healthy. Then it yeah. does like, Oh, like I'm not going to take the time for that right now, even though it literally would take my maybe 30 seconds to chop up. Exactly. Pepper, right. I'm <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, why don't I even think of that way? But, um, you know, that it, it, it does increase your chances of, of taking better care of your body. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's another habit, right? That is something new to a lot of people. I, it was to me at the beginning and it wasn't something that I, mentally did. And I almost had to like write it down and remind myself. And sometimes we do, sometimes we have to put, you know, alarms in or just kind of the right, write the five steps in and not like, okay, I did this and I did this, I did this. Um, but as much front loading, as much preparation as you can, um, because we want to be ahead of ourselves. We want to almost kind of, you know, play that game with that we do with the kids. I want to be a step ahead of you so that I, I know what I'm doing. Um, and a step ahead of our brain because our brain goes back to what we know and what we know is not getting everything set up. It's just everything convenient and just grabbing and going. So we're retraining our brain for these new steps and we're retraining our brain to think differently so that we can be prepared ahead of time um, and not have to worry. And I think that's so important for moms because we get, we get distracted all the time from ourselves. <laughs> like I even was just thinking, like I was, uh, you know, doing my spiritual study this morning. I was, I was praying and I was like, you know what? I actually have prayed about every other person that Except in me. my household, but like, have I prayed about my own joy? 
and like yeah. taking care of my own self. Like, what do I need to be happy? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I need to feel better? You know, instead of addressing all these needs, it's like, wow, like <laughs> it's so important <laughs> for us to think about what we can do for ourselves as well in the kitchen and with our health and with our bodies, yeah. as well as like all the time we're thinking about how can I be a better mom, wife, housewife, whatever, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I love those tips because it, it brings awareness, which I think is like the major, the major focus being aware and intentional with our time and our energy and our resources is how we're going to feel the best. It is. And, you know, I love that you said it's like being aware and bringing it back to us too, right? Because we can't be good moms. We can't be good business owners. We can't be good people if we're hangry and we're dehydrated and we're like constantly stressed about what we're going to make for dinner. Like those are things that really, when you go back, we think is normal, but it's not like we actually get to feel good. And I think a lot of times we think that we're not allowed to feel that way. And we don't, it's like an unfamiliar feeling, but, um, we are better people. We're better moms. We're better wives. We're better, um, business owners. And just in general, when we take care of ourselves, and that means taking care of what we are feeding ourselves and, and what is in our fridge. (laughs) Yeah. And I was talking to my sister recently and she said, Diana, if you took even just a fraction of what you like give to other people time-wise for yourself, like you would see immense change in your entire life and your happiness and, and your, how you feel and everything. Cause I, I'm like, I feel fine, but like, what would I feel like if I actually took even just a fraction of that time and put it towards thinking about my own needs when I'm making Mm. that grocery list or when I'm, you know, planning out the rest of my week, you know, just a fraction, you know, cause I think sometimes we feel selfish when we're like, oh, like, you know, I need a minute to go have some time by myself. Like, oh, no, right. I shouldn't. You're like, no, yeah. you really should. And that's okay for you to do that, you know? Yeah. Yep. That's the mindset piece of it, right? Is like, yeah, we we deserve it. We we deserve to feel good just as much as we are making everybody else feel good. And, and we want them, we want them with that too. So yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, great. Yeah. Well, where can people connect with you? So my, my main place is Instagram. That's, that's where I, you know, do most of my stuff. And it's really very basic. It's clean eating with Christy, um, clean with a K and Christy with a K. And, um, that's it. I, I post a lot of my, my, my own journey on there. Uh, my daughter's in the kitchen and, and picky foods and my stories really are kind of the place to see behind the scenes and, and what's going on. But, um, clean eating with Christy and then, you know, send messages. I'm here and, um, to support however I can. Awesome. And you have a six week program. Tell us a little bit about that. I do. I love it. Um, so it is kitchen confidence and really what it was designed to do is to bring you into the kitchen to feel 100% confident, not only being in your kitchen, but also making, um, the choices for you and your family. So what we do is it is a very foundational program and we set your kitchen up as far as setting your pantry up. We start there. Um, I give you everything you need in your pantry. I walk you through the step-by-step process that I just did with the five um, steps for meal planning. We go through real simple vegetable recipes, how to roast them, how to cook them. Um, And then intertwined in that is a 
uh, live Q and A. So I do some videos and then I do some live Q and A. So you, you get me twice a week in that program, but by the end of the six weeks, you come out and you are ready to, um, make choices, cook for your family and be 100% comfortable in your kitchen because we, we make sure you are, um, in that throughout the whole program. Wow. That sounds amazing. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Oh, ladies, go check that out. Where can they find that? The, um, I actually have the application on my bio in the, um, in the Instagram, uh, oh. right there. So, yep. So there's just some questions on there or they can also DM me and ask me, um, you know, in the DMS too. So whatever, whatever works better for them. Awesome. Okay. So on Instagram, clean eating with Christy, both starting with a K so you can go check her out there. Thank you so much, Christy, for sharing. And this is a great conversation, just talking about these things that are so important. And so thank you for sharing your wisdom with us and, and thank your you information. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. No, this was great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully um, it spoke to somebody and can um, inspire somebody to just focus on you. You deserve it. You deserve it, mama. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let, let's hear that again, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we, we can again, take care of ourselves. Again, That's again. okay. Yes, it is okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Christy. And ladies, thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next Tuesday on the Mom Training Podcast.